I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to the show today, and I'm excited because we're talking to Dr. Steve Green, who's responsible for me even having a podcast in the first place that you're listening to because we're with Charisma Podcast Network, and Steve is our boss. <laughs> he's the one who's in charge of the whole media group side of Charisma, and he's the vice president of the whole um, ministry period and the whole the whole group period, which is amazing. And he brings so much practical knowledge and experience to, about marketplace and ministry and how they even work together. He is the author of Love Leads, which is his brand new books where he shares principles and really exhortations about the being a love leader, not just, you know, leading out of boss-led leadership skills, but actually leading out of love. In 2015, Dr. Green launched our Charisma Podcast Network that I'm on, and it's grown from five shows with 323,000 downloads to over 36 shows with 25 million downloads. Yes, we're getting like 90 to 100,000 downloads on our show a month. We love all of our listeners. We care about you so much. And so does Steve. Dr. Green cares about you guys and he's planning all kinds of things and the whole network for you. So there's a lot more podcasts. If you're loving ours, there's so many more. But uh, his background, you know, he worked for managing television stations. He has a PhD in marketing. And so he's helped to train people throughout the years, everywhere from McDonald's, Jiffy Lube, Stanley Steamer, all these different types of groups. He's also owned restaurants. He's been a pastor. He's done all these different types of things, but he's been working for Charisma now for over five years and then consulting on the side. And I'm so excited about his experience and what he's going to offer and hearing from God. For, because a lot of you who listen, you want to hear how God uh, in the prophetic actually changes our practical life. And I'm so excited to hear from him because everything he does has one foot in the practical and the real, the tangible, and then one foot in his relationship and intimacy with God. And he's a man of prayer. He's a man of the word. He's a man of love. And you're going to love hearing from him. So we're just about to get to the interview right before we get there. Let me share a few things about what we have to offer you this week. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Family. I'm so excited because one of my lifelong dreams is happening right now as you're listening and you could join. We have an online mentoring platform where we release video content and audio content to you every week. There's five videos. You can listen or watch whatever you want to do, but they're teaching. I'm actually mentoring people who are part of the platform. They call in on video and we do a mentoring session and we release it to all of you because a lot of them will be relatable to everyone. We also do questions and answers. So when you're asking your questions online, we're answering every question and about five to seven of those we answer every week on video as well. And then we have some of your favorite prophets and prophetic voices and ministry voices from around the world sharing their prophetic perspective, how they hear from God in a three to seven minute video every week. So some of your favorite guests who you've ever heard on this show are also going to be there on the platform defining their prophetic process and then we have supplemental videos now here's the deal we also have added all of our e-courses so we have an e-course on words of knowledge an e-course on growing as a prophet called modern prophets we have prophetic 101 we have a marriage e-course a financial e-course and all of them are included for one monthly price so come join us you go to courses.bowlsministries.com and sign up today well, today I am so excited because I have someone on who I've been on his podcast, but it's my turn to interview him and put him in the hot seat, Dr. Steve Green. I'm so glad you're on with me today. Thank you, Sean. I told you in the pre-interview that 
Uh, it's not easy being in this chair. I like <laughs> the chair that you're sitting in. <laughs> I do too. I have done I'm so many nervous. interviews lately where I've been interviewed like nonstop during the coronavirus season. And I'm like, done. Yeah. I'm just so glad to be the interviewer again. I love hearing people's stories. And <laughs> I love not being yes. the one that attention's on me for the, the story part, the con right. contribution part. I know. I like to guide it. But it's really hard to to come up with answers to questions when you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, we'll have a good conversation here. And one of the things I love about you, Steve, is that yes. you have this long, rich history in God. And, and on this show, oftentimes we're trying to show how when we hear God's voice, it doesn't just change our life, but it changes the world around us. And it changes practical things like the metrics of how we live our life and how we have impact with people around us. And, and you have that. You've, you have a marketing background like we talked about before in the intro. And you have, you've, you've, you know, you've chaired a bunch of TV stations. You've done so many different types of things. But let's kind yes. of go on the journey of how did you first start to rely on hearing from God? And what did that look like? Well, I think it, it started young. It, it's crazy for me to look back on it now and say that it was wisdom. But I felt like I heard from God when I met who was to become my wife now married 47 years. That's amazing. I just knew I didn't date in high school. I didn't date in college uh, until we were married between uh, my sophomore and junior year. Wow. We had one date. I, I was teaching tennis lessons. And, and this is way back. Okay. I'm 19. So forgive me. But I knew when I saw her on a tennis court that she was going to be the first one that I dated. Wow. And I had one date with her and I bought a ring and gave it to her on the second ring, on the second date. Oh and gosh. we were married 90 days later. Didn't have our first child for five years, so I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but she, she was just right for me, and I knew that she was to be who I, I was supposed to be with. And I really felt like God had told me that. In, in whatever way that I was listening to him then, I identified it, and, and I, I didn't think there was even a possibility of her saying no, and she didn't. I mean, wow. she just, I mean, she's been with me uh, through thick and thin all of our days. We've never fought. We don't have arguments. And I, I can't tell you of one time when it was bad, you know? Now, no, and I love that because our, I think a lot of people who are listening, we have a lot of single listeners on this. And I was single until I was 30, 37 years old. I was going to be the 40-year-old virgin, you know, and thank God my wife yeah. rescued me. And <laughs> she, she got Amen. me before, but, um, I didn't hear from God. I didn't have a deep hearing counter. I actually just fell in love, but I know that I was hoping for that. I know many people who are listening are like, I, God, I I'm just, I'm walking with you and I want to, I want our relationship to have deep impact on the decisions I'm making. So it's so beautiful to hear those kinds of stories because there's times when you have those sovereign moments. I mean, 47 years later and you guys are still absolutely in love and it's a cornerstone of your whole life. Mm -hmm. How cool is God? It is. It's our foundation. It's our children. Uh, we're raised godly, and they're all productive. I've got grandchildren that are productive and already on their way to following the Lord. So we're we're giving God all the glory because you can't imagine how hard it is to live with me, you know, as a top A. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know? And how many different ideas that, that I have and the creative flow of business. And she's just been such a strong woman throughout all this to have— if there's any success in this marriage, it's 100% on her side. It's, <laughs> it's not like I got home throwing fits. It's just, you know, I'm type A. I'm, I'm high maintenance. Yeah. 
No, and I love she's it. low maintenance. And you're self-aware. <laughs> yes, I am. That's amazing. And she's below low. I want to say that again. She wow. is the lowest maintenance of any woman I've ever met. Wow. And I think the only woman who could have endured me. <laughs> I just believe That's it. amazing. Yes, we're in love, but you still have to endure who you love, right? So maybe you needed such a strong word because... Uh, you needed to make yes. sure you picked the right woman or your or your life wouldn't have headed the right direction. <laughs> yes. Well, and then I think it kept up in a lot of my choices, Sean, as we thought about career and graduating from college. We were in married student apartments uh, for two years of our married life before I graduated. Mm. Then I got a master's and a doctorate. Just, then my entire life has been based on her support system, but also me understanding when God said, all right, I still haven't really made any significant money for my wife. She's put me through undergrad the last two years, my master's program, and now I'm asking her to put me through grad school, even though I was a, I was paid, I was a teacher. It wasn't, it was grad student money. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. living money. So she worked for the home office of Holiday Inn while I was in doctorate school. She worked for the wow. controller of Holiday Inn National. But God really told me that this was what I was to do. I was the first graduate at Memphis State University with a PhD in marketing. That's amazing. And it was a, only God could have got me through that. Wow. And so I guess I've got evidence of hearing God's voice based on the outcome. I tend to say that that's my ultimate measurement is if you heard from God, you will see it. And yeah. then you'll get confidence and yeah. you'll be able to make another choice based on the confidence of that good choice. And when you make a bad choice, rethink, did I pray? Did I fast? Did I go after it? Did I really seek God? Because most of the time when I talk to people about failed businesses, they haven't sought the Lord. They didn't pray, mm -hmm. and they know it, and they're very re they recall it very easily, Sean. And so that's been very that's a marker for me. Is did yep. you pray? We talk a lot about even like looking at your wins in life, uh, especially as business yes. leaders, and reverse engineering how did God interact with you? Because we're not usually smart enough to if we're asking God for a God result, then we can't look at ourselves yes. as our man made skills got us there. So how did we get there? And then also our big losses, like when we thought something, you know, we were having faith for something, especially, like I said, business leaders, entertainment leaders, people who are going after things that are a little less mm -hmm. obvious to see God in, to, to reverse engineer even your losses and go, okay, where did I think this was God and when did it not become God? And actually be really yes. honest and have those vulnerable talks. Because I think a lot of times when we talk about hearing from God, we're always looking at the big decisions we have to make, and it's very transactional versus connected where God's actually walking with us. Like I love that the first story you had about hearing God's voice was about your wife because it's very mm -hmm. like, you know, it's about the core of who you are, the core of what you're going to set your life up in, and God was with you there That's in that right. choice versus just, you know, people sometimes look at the, the prophetic or hearing God's voice as a transactional gift, like psychic. Like, okay, I, I have these five decisions to make. Here I am, God, versus God saying, I actually am not going to speak to you directly because I want to put my nature and character in you and watch you choose as a father versus controlling you mm. with my words all the time. That's and so, so good. you know, I think it's very cool to hear how this is. Went. Well, I want to talk about you've had some pretty radical fulfillments of prophetic words that you've experienced yes. personally. I'm going to I'm going to talk about some of those. So, like, let's go into because a lot of times people get prophetic words and they just don't know how to even wait on the fulfillment for words and maybe talk about your process and what happened. Okay. It's really good. So I had a, uh, very early right in that same era of uh, church as I was married, very young, married, uh, still in school. I started hearing in church in charismatic churches. I was in one in the, in, uh, I would have been still 19, maybe up to 20, 
somewhere in there, but I believe I was still 19. Uh, I was prophesied over word of knowledge that I would be a teacher of nations. Well, at that time in my career, if you would call it that, I was still in school. Yeah. I had no idea I was going to be a teacher. I didn't know that until my master's degree was completed. And I knew that I wanted that God was calling me to teach in college to be a university professor. So it was in that time that I, I received the first prophecy that I would be a teacher of nations. Wow. And then every church I went to, as we moved around from professor to professorship and, you know, moving a little just because that, that's how you grow as an academe, mm-hmm. you, you, you take the next off with the next bigger university. And so we did some of that. And it, amazing at whatever church I went to, there was a prof- some prophecy that came over me, uh, usually within under 30 days. It might not have been the second visit, but by the third or fourth, I don't recall one of them being longer than a month where wow. someone would call me out and say those exact words, Sean. It, I didn't really understand. I thought it was pretty normal because I was hearing it every time. So I thought the word was out, you know, and I didn't really, I didn't suspect anything. I, I knew that I was going to hear it repeated. And I knew that, well, okay, I'm going to be a faculty member. And I started thinking about teaching in Europe, teaching in Africa, teaching on the continents, that I'd be traveling a lot. And there's so many ways that it's been fulfilled because I have taught in uh, Zimbabwe. I've been in other countries, but that's not the fulfillment of the prophecy. It continues to be fulfilled. And still today in a new church, someone will lay hands on me and speak of teaching multiple nations that I'm not finished yet. And the way I figured it out, and you may feel I'm shoehorning this, and that would be for others to judge, but from my experience, what it means to me is that I would be in front of people from other nations as a teacher for all of my life. And I did not get it quite that way. I just knew I was going to teach. And I teach every day, Sean, so do you. But in that teaching, I'm always dealing with someone. I have a lot of experience with uh, Africans from Nigeria, Zimbabwe, uh, South South Africa, uh, quite a number of experiences with people of other faiths that are wow. still Christian, wow. but a little different from us. So yeah. I'm trying not to talk too much here, but I, I wanted to say that I've seen it fulfilled and then how has God has put me in front of people to teach when I don't even see it coming. No, I, I think that's so perfect as far as how when God lays something out, it's, it's, even when he lays out something really specific, it's still somewhat parabolic. As some of the things he lays out, obviously, we start walking and we go, oh, this is what you told me about. And it confirms not only that you're in step with God, but you just feel his pleasure as a father over your decisions and over what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people so um, just take it as an oversimplified direct instruction versus it's a message and a theme in your life that's been part of what you're going to give Jesus at the end of the age. His reward is going to be that you help contribute to teaching in two nations or to people from different nations what you're doing. And I think my parents went through a season where they're now in their 80s and, and they had all these words about going to the nations and they had a similar experience where my dad one day woke up and the Lord asked him, how many nations have come to your house? Because they used to host missionaries from mm-hmm. all around the world. And yes, they, held, so they, they hosted like a 200-people home group. It was the, the largest home group of the church and uh, for years. Amazing. My dad was a colonel in the Air Force. So like my mom would teach, my dad would teach. And they counted. It was like over you know 100 nations had been in their house that they'd ministered brought inner healing, breakthrough, deliverance, prayer, prophecy, and just fundamental Bible to them. And they went, oh my gosh, we've been to the nations. We've done this. We just didn't. So I love when we get those creative kind of, you know, this the, where the Lord's saying, this is that. This is that thing that you were asking this about. Is this is that thing I put in your heart. It's so important because people sometimes, 
don't identify when it's a word from God. They don't realize they're walking in as much as they're walking in. So they're standing on the authority or the revelation of the nature of God's love in it, and they don't enjoy it as much. So we go through seasons where war is waiting. Sean, I got to tell you, when I when it hit me, when I understood this prophecy, uh, if you've ever been to Oral Roberts University, there's yeah. a, uh, the flags, the flags of the nations are oh, of every student from any nation. They're, they're down the, the driveway, the walkway up to chapel into the other buildings. And, and it was at that point when I got out of my car and I felt the presence of the Lord, Sean, like I never have, when I was being called there to interview, I, I got out of my car and I felt the, the you know it when you, when you know it, that yeah. the presence of the Lord is on you. And I was outside. I wasn't in a building or wasn't on a platform. I was stepping out of my car and this overwhelm came on me as I looked up at those flags. And I said, this is that. And I said, those words, Sean, what you just said. Wow. I, I said wow. it. This is that. Because, you know, we've all said this is that the prophet Joel is prophesied. But that was so clear to me as I saw those flags. I can see it as though it was yesterday in my mind's eye. I love I, that. I see those flags literally in the wind of Tulsa and knew that God had called me there. And it was just the those beginning. Those moments to me, like the fact that you're describing the way you are, it's like I have a bunch of those moments where – it's sure just such a kiss from God where it's just like, you're like, yes. you, you love, you plan. It's that scripture before time began, you planned me for these things. You know, it's like, yes. this is, this so is that good. moment. It just makes you feel like not just a Christian, but so connected to this very real God. It's just so awesome. Well, I'm, I'm interested yes. in like, I mean, you had this huge marketing background and um, yes. you were working, you know, for, I believe it was like 20 something television stations, managing them. You've managed mm-hmm. in McDonald's and Jiffy Lube and all these different places. What made you go into Christian publishing and media? Like th- that's a radical departure from being a businessman who had a it's Christian not so voice. Much. Yeah, it when you think of broadcast media and then print media, it, it's not that different. Because uh-huh. I was pastoring while I was at ORU, I had a church for ten years in Tulsa, so I was always a pastor to business people. I, that was my Africa, you know, because uh-huh. I thought I was going to go to Africa. Yeah, and I had a franchisee in one of the systems that I worked in, tell me that Green, you're not getting it. He he was very much like-minded with you and I. And he, he said to me, you, you're missing this. This is your Africa. This is your mission field. So every restaurant, every chain you go into, you are helping franchisees to hear from the Lord about their business decisions from a spiritual perspective. I could speak spiritually as well as I could impart it or I could teach it. Sometimes I was blessed to be able to lay hands on someone and just pray it in. And other times it, it was literally a marketer at work. Wow. So I know that's difficult to understand, but it's like a physician. Sometimes he uses a scalpel and sometimes he can pray him. He can pray it in. He can impart it. He can impart that healing. And so I, I've always said, Oral Roberts used to say that uh, he was called to lay hands on the sick and heal them. And I'm called to lay hands on sick businesses. I've said it for very long you know, I used to watch Oral Roberts when I was very young. So I, I've said it, maybe I stole half the line from him, but I still felt like I was called to lay hands on sick businesses. And God's used me in that way, in both ways, as a physician, as one with the skills and training to do it, and other, it just imparted. I just pray for him, and miracles happen. Not a lot, not hundreds or thousands, but a lot, you know, a, enough wow. that I could see that that's how God's using me. And some of those stories are, are like yours. They're amazing to tell and, and to relive. 
Well, and I, I, I love those stories too. I want to kind of go there, but I also, I, I want to fish a little bit into okay. just what you're bringing to, because uh, Charisma, um, where a lot of publishers and media groups are dying in the church, you guys are growing, or yes. I should say we're growing. I'm part yes, of it. Sir. I mean, someone told me the other day, we have a really successful podcast. We get 3,000 downloads a month. And with my partnership to Charisma, we're getting like 100,000 downloads a month. That's crazy. Like just yes. like you guys, and yeah. you're part of that growth factor. You're part of that. You have that There's God anointing. instinct and that anointing to do that. Yes. Tell me like what, how, like when you came into the company, what was God showing you? I just not because we're trying to go into the company story, but just like you've, you okay. literally lent your life to go into this company for the last five years and, and do something. And there's been an explosion of God activity. Let's talk about that a little bit. Did God show you that was going to happen or did God give you this heart for like, I'm going to come in and sustain this or move this forward? Like what was the story? I think the answer is yes and no, because he, <laughs> he to move me here, I, you know, I'm pretty, it's only five years ago that I moved here, but it was, we had to sell a house. It was our dream home. Wow. I had to give up my church, Sean. Wow. It was, I cried like a baby on a platform. I didn't know it was coming. I walked up the platform to teach my last message and I couldn't turn toward the pulpit because I was crying mm. so hard, bent over crying. I just I was going to miss it so much. And, and I, I didn't know why God was moving me. Uh, I knew where, and I felt like there was a mission here and I felt the call of the Lord. I knew I was gifted for it. And that's how I teach young people now. How do I know if I'm supposed to move? A, do you have the gifts? Wow. And do you have peace? Well, I had peace the whole time I was crying. I knew I was supposed to go. I had peace about it because I had visited. I, 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 moved, I came down to Lake Mary, met with the strings, knew that I was supposed to be here. I, I was pretty sure that God had called me. And then I began to work on the business part of it. I got all the moving stuff over with, and I knew that I was going to bring digital to the company. Wow. I knew that I was going to bring a podcast. It took me about three to six months to get my sea legs and to get acclimated and get ready. Yeah. And then we started a podcast network uh, four and a half years ago. Which, thank you. And now we're at 27 million downloads. That's crazy. Is that God? That's so There's an outcome there. So I don't, I'm not taking a bit of the credit, Sean. I, I don't. I don't need it. I'm, I'm 67. I don't, shouldn't say that to your young, young audience. They'll stop listening to me. No. We I've taught college students my whole life. So I, I really feel like I connect with young people and I love them so much and speak into their lives. I don't speak down to them. But the one thing that I learned is if I just trusted him, he would not move me here to die in this field, that I would not die here. Wow. Uh, professionally speaking. Yeah. And so we're moving into like Charisma Audio, where our magazine is now in a digital format. We've got our podcast. We're going to be doing digital radio. I've got some more surprises up my sleeve for what we're going to be doing. It's all electronic or digital. That was all by the creativity of God, the Holy Spirit, and and knowing that he's working with me in the creative area, that he gifted me. I can't be a creative physician or a creative lawyer. I'm not gifted in those areas. Yeah. or a creative singer. you know. But in my field where God gifted me and blessed me and gave me the anointing, I can create out of... On, on demand, brother. Yeah. Only, only as I depend upon the Lord, though. I but so he gave me the that. gifts, so I pull it down. It's funny because I, I when I talked to a group of young yeah. people the other day about kind of entrepreneuring, I was saying, you guys, it's almost like when you're playing bowling with bumper, bumpers in the, yes. you know, the, the gutters, so you can't actually get the ball in the gutter. It's going to yes. hit no matter what, but you're throwing, throwing it with as much strength mm -hmm. and aim as you can, but it's still going to hit something. Analogy. I said, like, when you when you start to understand – 
what it is you're called to and gifted at, what God put inside of you, that, that creates those bumpers in the gutters where you just, you're always going to hit yes. something. But we want to start to, yes. like, we want to start to get skilled enough and talented enough and know our own identity enough to where we always are hitting a strike, like we're striking out. And a lot of the people, just from a little analogy, were like, prophetically, they grabbed hold of that, even though I wasn't saying it as a prophecy. It was just, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing what I'm called to do because I keep, I keep getting gutter balls. And I don't even bowl. Like, it was just mm -hmm. a weird analogy. But I feel like I love hearing what you're saying because, I mean, you sacrificed so much to come to Charisma and you sacrificed out of a good season. I think a lot of times people make transitions when things are hard and you actually made transition when things right. were good to believe and God. brother, I got to say, I don't regret it. I love you that. know, sacrifice doesn't lead to regret. I miss ORU a lot. I miss my church so much. And, you know, I did the right thing, I think, as a pastor when I left and I stopped all contact because I had to let the new pastor do it. And I'm not sure I, I hurt relationships by doing that or what, but I knew I couldn't keep my pastoral influence. So yeah. I had to make a cold break. Yeah. And I, I regret those things. Those are some regrets. But I know still in this moment, Sean, that I'm where exactly where God planted me and I'm supposed to be. That's and awesome. I feel it every day when, when a new idea comes in. We, a, a new thing today. We, we're launching a new product that I'm working on today. It, it literally came in, in an instant, in a lightning bolt to do this. And it's just flowing so easily. You know, that's your other test. How easy is the, is the flow? Yeah. If you're pushing doors open, kicking them open, crying, screaming, you know, it may not be the thing. But when doors start opening for your anointing, for your creative thoughts, then you know that you're, you know, you're in the right place. And then you just depend on the rest of it for God to do it. Because I sure can't make this happen. And you, you can't, we can't force it. Yeah, but and I, I love that about goodness. you where it's like there's this language of um, one of the reasons why I like even working with you guys at Charisma and working with you Thank specifically you. is because – um, you're not just looking for hearing God for the church side of things or for the, you know, just right. for ministries to grow. Although you all have ministry backgrounds and roots, there's something about society changing and people's lives changing. And I love how you even just said earlier, you spent time with young college age people to speak in their lives. And you wrote this book, Love Speaks, which yeah. is so practical, but so spiritual. And yeah, I just, sure. I love you. that about just the practical side of hearing God. So what I'm hearing when you're saying all that is that, even the ideas and these, these, you know, you've had with charisma so far, it's like you're looking for God to anoint your thoughts and to anoint creativity and ingenuity and innovation. And I think people need to hear that. They need to hear that this is who God is. He's creator. So he comes and as an innovator, I had the same thing happen this week where all of a sudden, cause you know, now we're in media because we're in a quarantine in California. So our team's sure. all apart. And I said, I feel like we need to go more towards this. And I described a whole product platform that we had. It's kind of ties everything we're doing together. And everyone's like, oh my yeah. gosh, we just, we found what we're supposed to be doing, not just now, but this is what we're supposed to be doing, period, as Amazing. the primary kind of backbone. Amazing. And we just never saw it before. We, we kind of saw it, but we, we never saw it. And I love how God's like that, that he's like, I'm yep. actually putting things in your life. And if it's your partner to me, I will even pull them all together to even multiply you. And that's huge. Yes. So it's, I love yes, that you guys right. think that way. Yes, sir. We're, we are. And I, I want to tell you that it, it's never easy. You know, we still have to do daily bread. I try yeah. to teach that in my, to my team every day that it's like, okay, I'm doing what God told me to do. So this will be easy. I know that he led me. I know that I'm following him. I know that the cloud is leading me. But my goodness, this is hard. You know, it's flowing. It, I, I know that I'm in, I have peace. 
but there's still a lot of days where, you know, you better start with prayer yeah. and you better be prayed up and, and seeking him space every minute because we can't depend upon our past successes. We can't say, well, God, you, I won the battle against the, uh, the competing armies. And so you're gonna, I'm going to go fight the battle the same way. No, I'm going to go around the other side of a mountain and wait on so God. So and, it, and it, he fools me all the time. I'm so easily uh, confused by my own self that I have to <laughs> like <laughs> be quiet and wait upon the Lord and go up and wait and see where he wants me to go. Just get up onto the mountain and wait and see what he's going to do with me. And it's, he's always faithful, but he's only faithful, you know, as he's promised with daily bread. And when I want to know how things are going to be next month, I, I get disappointed, don't I? Yeah. I, I don't have a promise yeah. to that. I have a promise for today. I've got to tell you a story about those contracts. I think you tell know me, the I story. Hear. I want to tell you about it because it, it is a prophetic experience I won't ever forget. Uh, I did a lot of consulting. I still do. I consult with businesses. And this was a person that I knew from a church relationship. So I went into his business. He was struggling. And he had three contracts in front of him that he wanted me to pray over. And when I do that, I, I require that we close the business and we pray for that day. The time that I'm in there, close the doors. I don't, we're going to pray. We're going to go at this. We, and I go at a convenient time so we can do that. And the contracts were laid out. We just prayed and prayed. And you know our prayer method. And we just went after it. And then I laid hands on all three of the contracts. And I clearly had a, a self-idea that the first contract was the best. It was A. It was a long-known company, good company name, good, everything about them, great. It was the right consultant answer. Consul uh, contract C, Sean, no way. It was so far away from anything that I would ever recommend. It was clearly full of evil, I thought, if, if I could use that word. Yeah. It wasn't going to work for it. And then the second one was okay. And it was the one that kept lighting up to me in the spirit. It did not in the flesh. In my marketing sense, I didn't think it was as good as A, but I didn't say it was bad either. It was a settle for decision until I couldn't get my hand off of it. I wow. kept wanting to lift my hand. And I don't mean something was holding me down. It's just, yeah. I, was, I couldn't lift my hand off because yeah. I wasn't ready. I just didn't feel like I had an answer. And then I got the answer to recommend B and the guy was kind of stunned because he was on A as well. And here's what happened just to make it short. The outcome was that company A went out of business within 90 days. <laughs> the contract. Now, we wouldn't have seen that or known it was coming. And I don't think they did either. This is why we Something gone. happened to their business model. But on B, it, it may not have been as lucrative up front, but it's to the last I have heard, that contract still sustains. It's That's still good. Awesome. Because God does things you can always know. It's like when a pastor hears, Pastor, I'm led to do this ministry. We'll know if you were led to do it because it sustains. Yeah. When you want to quit and pick up a new ministry next Tuesday because you don't feel led anymore. We <laughs> or know the next day. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Or the next day. I've had that experience too. But. <laughs> so I hope that edifies people. I hope that's something. Oh, it's so good, you know, Steve. It's so good. Sometimes it won't make sense which decision you make. As long as you know that you are prepared in prayer, uh, fasting, pressing in, and you heard God and you felt like that was the answer then you can trust and don't look back. I love that. That is so key. Well, this season we're talking and we're about to wrap up here, but this season we're talking about um, just okay. how God brings breakthrough. And sometimes we directly refer to it and sometimes we don't, but because you're such a man of the word, is there any scriptures right now or in your life that you've used the most to pray during hard times? 
That's a really good question. I wish you had prepared me for that. (laughs) You well, we can always edit too. (laughs) Of course, no, I wouldn't do that to you. I want to lean on what what I use most often in my life. It's Romans fourteen seventeen. Romans fourteen seventeen is um, it's not about food and drink. It's not about what we can see. It's not those physical things we touch. It's not our mindset. It's not the objects in front of us. Oh, I'll use this method or I'll use that method. The kingdom of God is not about food or drink, but about righteousness, peace, Mm. and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And when you look up the word righteousness in, you can use Amplified or any place that gives you multiple choices for words. It's right thinking. Yes. I, I love that. Tra- and I'm not My, me too. I use that all the time. But, I actually think that okay, way. Okay, good. That's so good. So it's right thinking, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I'm staying in the Holy Spirit and thinking right, trying to do what's right, not looking at food and drink for my answer, not looking at what's in front of me, but looking at what God is saying. And so that's that's the only thing I know. And when I feel, you know, I've had a couple of bad days recently. This This business is hard. And all I can do is go back to right thinking, peace and joy, because it's so easy to think poorly. It's yeah. really easy to look at the, the, the now and see what's wrong now. But my goodness, if we can get our right thinking, get to peace and joy, then I think we've got a lot better way of getting through our day. And Paul preached it so often, brother. He, he did. Just, you, well, you just bothered a just bunch of us it. through the word, which is really important. I think for us to read that in that context is going to help a lot of people. Well, everybody can listen to your daily podcast, which I'm so excited about, about the Greenline Report. And then also you have your Love Leads book and you're such a father, but you're also such a businessman and a leader that you just inspire so many of us. Thanks so much for being on today. And I hope to have you on again soon. Sean, thank you so much for the invite. I look forward to having you back on my show. And God bless your listeners. And in this troubled time we're in, it's it's just right thinking, peace and joy. That'll, that'll get us through any rumors of diseases. Absolutely. I agree. Well, thank you. And everybody who's listening, we're praying for you and we're believing for you during this time that God is more, more, more than enough to sustain you and bring you victory in Jesus' name. Amen. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? And I love this question and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things, but the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time, especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Transiting God Mentoring Platform. And this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's gonna answer your questions and you will have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't want to miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly, you're going to get all these videos every week into your mailbox. And I know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with. Come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.